You're listening to Church Unplugged, the podcast of Christ Community Chapel. In each episode, we look at questions and topics that are connected to our faith in Jesus and how it plays out in our everyday lives. In this episode, we're discussing Christians and how to honor civil authorities. So Romans chapter 13 talks a lot about how Christians should and shouldn't respond to government authorities that God has put in place. And that's easy to think about in theory, but then in practice, when we live in a society where we have flawed leaders who do things that we think are not good, how do we as Christians respond to that and really engage with our civic authorities in a way that is honoring to God and honoring to Scripture? Welcome into Church Unplugged. Welcome into Church Unplugged. I'm Jimmy Cozy, part of the leadership team here at CCC. Got with me the rest of our leadership team, Joe Coffey, our lead pastor, Zach Wyrock, and Stacey Donardo. And our topic today is Christians and how to be respectful of civic authorities. And so uh, in Scripture, there are passages such as Romans chapter 13, which discuss how Christians should and shouldn't respond to the government. But uh, what's interesting is, depending on the political affiliation of the person who is responsible, Christians tend to have, uh, depending on their own political affiliation, a different view on how respectful or disrespectful they should be. So uh, one example of this is the phenomena of Let's Go Brandon, which is really popular on the internet right now. Which is coded you, language. Yeah, which yeah. You, if you know the story behind is a way of uh, a derogatory, a derogatory using term toward the sitting United States. Yeah. President Biden. Yeah, which... Uh, so that's just an example of how something that could be interpreted as disrespectful toward the president. And you might say, okay, well, Romans chapter 13 says pretty clearly that we should be respectful of our civic yeah. authority. So yeah. the question we're talking about is h- how should Christians interact? How should they, uh, h- what does it mean to respect civil authorities and understand that the Lord has put them in place, even when, and especially when we may disagree, disagree with, with them. them on our own political views? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Romans thirteen is the the rule, and and I mean, you know, it reads pretty clearly what we should do, and by implication, what we shouldn't do. Uh, there's another passage that I I like that is relevant to this, and it's First Timothy two, and it says this. I'll just read it. First of all, then I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings, and for mm. all who are in high positions that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. I mean, part of the reason, you know, if if we use the... Who is the, who is the emperor then? Yeah, it would have been Nero, right? Nero. Nero. Right. 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 Not the so, I mean, it, it, <laughs> no. what, what I like is it's almost like an iceberg, like Romans 13 is the tip. Hey, honor leaders, right? right? And then First Timothy two is what's underneath that. Like, hey, don't just honor them in name, but actually, Christians are supposed be... to care for them, pray yeah. for them, be quiet, be godly, be dignified, understanding, and it even connects it to because God desires people to be saved. So Paul is saying there's actually a connection between the way we feel about our leaders in private in our prayer lives and in public in the way we speak about them, and the mission of God moving forward to reach the nations, that there is a connection between those things. Especially when you disagree with them, or especially if they might be leading in a way that you do not see. Yeah, the way I, th- you I think would that's, yeah, I think that's right. So it's not just, here's a rule, don't break it, but mm-hmm. uh, there's a posture, a heart posture towards leaders that Christians are meant to have, and a reason that in God's 
providence, uh, uh, one of the ways he's going to move his kingdom forward is that the way Christians think about and engage uh, their leaders. And so it matters. It's a long way of saying it's not just a rule that if you break it, oops, I've broken a rule. It matters to God. It's linked to his mission. It's linked to what he's about. And uh, and there, for that reason, it should matter to, to us. So maybe and that Michael- may be a good reason why uh, Christianity is making the impact here in America that we could or should be missing. Yeah. 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 Because I was thinking, uh, you know, I always try to think about what's going on in China because I'm I'm just uh, amazed by what's going on in China because, uh, you know, the Chinese government is anti-Christian, but Christianity is uh, this grassroots movement that continues to gain more and more. And they're serious Christians because when you're, when you're, when it's against the law to be a Christian and you you choose to to become a Christian, it's a big deal. Right. But if I met a Chinese Christian, uh, my guess is they pray fervently Mm. for their leaders. But as American Christians, it seems like if uh, the person who we didn't vote for becomes president, we feel like we can ignore them, we can uh, speak disparagingly about them. We are. It's hard for me to find uh, Christians that are any different than non-Christians when talking yeah. about their political. Yeah, it's really cause. interesting because I, I think you're onto something about the person we didn't vote for. It, it, you know, it seems to me, and again, I'm, I'm not a political theorist, but it seems to me that democracy is the best form of government that people have come up with so far, right. um, in terms of its ability to give voice to everyone and and not just some groups of people. Uh, but but an unintended consequence of democracy is I feel much more empowered than I really am. So I think in American politics, we we like to think of, hey, championing this person or denigrating this person, I am participating in this. Right. And I think what Paul is saying is, is not that we can't participate in the political process, but he's recognizing there's a God over the universe yeah. who's sovereign over these over things. Over all these processes. Right? Yep. And, and my hope in things getting better or rights being wronged or evil leaders being dealt with or is ultimately him, it's not in my ability to cut them down or to, to denigrate them or to change someone's mind by pointing out what a buffoon this leader is or what, what an evil person that leader is. It, it is in this quiet reverence to God. God, you see. God, you know. Yep. Here I am voicing these things to you. I'm trusting in you. To whereas I think Americans have this sense of we just constantly need to be talking about things and and exerting some influence in in being positive or or, or negative. It gives us this false sense of power. But the real thing here is the hypocrisy of you talk to one Christian when one candidate's in office and they are distraught at the way that candidate is being torn down in the media. and Then that candidate loses, another candidate wins, and they're doing the tearing down. And you're going, wait wait a minute, the only thing that changed is you, you don't like this person. What, where, what happened to everything you were saying about honoring and respecting? And, and, and I think we just all have to own that there's not a single person on this podcast or listening to this podcast who isn't guilty of that. Yeah, I was going yeah. to say, yeah. if you're listening, I just want you to know that this is one of the podcasts, and most of the podcasts are convicting to some level for those of us who are doing it. This one is, for me, for sure, because it's, uh, it's a very difficult thing. I, I get, I mean, I think I feel what... Zach is talking about about uh, 
about feeling like I have more power and it's kind of my duty to stand up for one thing or the other thing consistently for four years until uh, the office changes or or something like that. Uh, I also know that inside of me, uh, there was something about winning and losing. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Always. Like once I pick up, you know, even when I'm watching like a football game where it's between two teams that I'm not really vested in, uh, I can I just have to watch for a little bit until I realize who I am rooting for. Yeah. And then I can get upset yeah. about <laughs> about different things or be uh, joyful about other things. But uh, yeah, the winning and losing. And, and when we, we lose, we don't I feel get like over we that. want – Every you know it's interesting. I was maybe this person's listening to the podcast. So I, know, I was driving through Hudson the other day, and I saw a sign out that said "Biden remorse yet?" Question mark. And I thought, I mean, I get the sentiment of what they're saying. My my question is, it feels like that person is rooting for us to lose. Yeah, do, do, yeah. do you know yeah. what I mean? Like I put a sign out in my yard, and the sign is going, "You're going to be sorry. Right. You're going to be. Are you sorry yet?" And I'm thinking, look, this is not a political. I'm not a politician. This is not a political comment. I'm just saying that like sometimes it feels like if our side doesn't win, we would rather the country lose, lose. Right. <laughs> so that we could say, ah, Look, we told right. you so, yeah. <laughs> you know, then we would actually win. Whereas I think what Paul is saying in First Timothy 2 is the Christian's desire in living a quiet and godly and dignified life is for flourishing, yeah. for everyone around us to, to flourish. Now, ultimately, we believe flourishing is going to happen in so much as we come into our alignment with God and what right. he wants, and certainly policies matter and, 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 and government matters, but I, I think we should desire the good of our neighbor, not only if it's brought about by our particular tribe or or political group. That's the old, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. If, if uh, inflation is the enemy of the person in office right now, yeah. and I want inflation uh, to happen. Unemployment's yeah. up. Good. Now <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. It, it just like, means well, people are out Those of the are street. real yeah. people out of jobs. Yeah. Like, that, that matters. Yeah. 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 I just think in all of it, looking at kind of the why in your own heart when you're going to be, if you are going to be argumentative or disagreeing or saying bad things about someone in politics. Like, what's going on inside of you? Is it a, oh, I'm scared my freedoms are being taken away? And then, like, really to dig in and evaluate, like, okay, wait a minute. Is is God really king? Right. Is he really sovereign? Can I really trust is him? is mocking the current president going to change, change that anything? Even, right. if that, even if that is happening. And, and I think it just needs to be said that something like, let's go, Brandon, or the inverse on the opposite side, I mean, that's sin. That yeah, is a sinful... Yeah sentiment that has nothing to do with Jesus. It certainly has nothing to do with First Timothy 2. It's not quiet. It's not godly. It's not dignified. And it's unbecoming. And it does get in the way of our mission. But here's the other thing. I think it masks substance. I think all the denigrating and mocking obscures the fact mm-hmm. that as Christians, we should be talking about things we actually believe do matter for the world right. Right. and will make the world a better place. Respecting your leaders does not mean saying... They're wrong. They're not saying they're wrong on this. Exactly, sometimes, right? But but if you make it personal and petty, no one is listening right. to the substance. And and the truth, sometimes I feel like we're personal and petty because we don't have substance. substance. It's much easier to find a way to mock somebody than it is to form a well reasoned argument as to why a particular policy is is helpful or not helpful. But as Christians, we should be known for actual ideas actually desiring good and not just pithy one-liners that zing our enemies. I think there are two things that you've brought out that I want to make sure that everybody hears. And uh, one is that, you know, Paul's instructions kind of end with 
so that the kingdom of God yeah. may be uh, realized, may be put forward. Uh, and that is hardly ever my thought pattern when I'm thinking about politics. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think that uh, I need to be thinking more about that. The other thing is the sovereignty of God, because I think we all forget that from time to time. I was having a conversation with a good friend of mine not too long ago, and uh, she was talking all about kind of this, uh, the nefarious kind of theories about Bill Gates, the new reset, whatever it was. I mean, I, I was just going, I don't know. I, but I will tell you this, uh, above Bill Gates yeah. is Jesus. Yep. And I trust Jesus. And I trust Jesus has control over whoever, whatever nefarious things you think are going on in this world. The, the Bible tells me that God's, God's in charge yeah. and it's going to be okay in that, in that way. My job is to stay in touch with that, not to try to figure well, out all it, this. It is interesting. You take a political issue that many Christians are very energized about, like like life mattering, um, and we say, hey, that's not a fetus. That's a human life. It's not less than human. Right. It's a human. And so we have to treat it because that human is made in the image of God. We have to treat that human with dignity and respect. You know, people with disabilities. Christians are very passionate about yeah. saying they're made in the image of God. But listen, it's the same argument. Political leaders are, are made, made in, in the, the image, image of God. God. Yeah. They, do, they are not less than human. They do not cease to be humans made in the image of God once they take office. And so we, again, that's just part of being consistent as a Christian and saying all people are worthy of a base level of dignity and respect simply because they're made in the image of God. And the Bible would say, and even more so because yes. they serve as 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 leaders. And and so I, I think imagine what a world hears when they say, hey, we're gonna fight for this life or this person's dignity and respect, but then we're gonna chant, let's go, Brandon. Like the inconsistency of that yeah. leads them to say, you're not really about human life. You're not really about dignity. You're about picking and choosing where it suits yeah. your purposes. And and it's not hard to see why that would weaken our witness to a to a watching world. So maybe one question I've that's in my head for this is, how, as Christians, how should we engage when we uh, see legitimate immorality on the part of leaders, whether it's immoral actions or being deceptive, saying one thing, doing another? Uh, how, how do we pair that with what the Bible says about honoring and respecting leaders? We yeah. still pray for them. Yep. And, well, and Paul says, you know, be in quietness and godliness and dignity. So those are three things that don't, you know, the fruit of the Spirit, you don't get to lay it down when we're talking about politics. So that's not posting on social media. Yeah, I think one, well, I think one thing I would say, and this connects to social media, is you use the platform God has given you, not the platform you've claimed for yourself. So what I would say is I have five kids. We often at the dinner table are talking about something going on in the world, and I'm trying to shape the way they mm -hmm. think about that thing in light of the gospel. Um, that's my job. That's a platform God's given me. I'm their father. That is part of my responsibility. I'm their father and one of their pastors. It's my responsibility to guide the way they think. I think sometimes we spend time on all the wrong platforms and no yeah. time on all the right platforms. So we're on Facebook uh, shouting into the echo chamber what our political view is, sharing a meme, sharing a whatever, accomplishing nothing. Meanwhile, we've never had a substantive conversation with our children about how the Lord feels right. about a particular 
issue. So I think we have to ask, where is the influence God has given me, and how am I supposed to be leveraging that and stop wasting time on the platforms that society offers us cheaply, like a Facebook post or a tweet or a Instagram like or whatever it might be. That's a false, that's false influence. Meanwhile, we should be shaping and training our own minds and the minds and hearts of those entrusted to us to think well about these things. You've been listening to Church Unplugged, the podcast of Christ Community Chapel. In each episode, we're going to look at topics and questions that are related to our faith in Jesus and to the way that it plays out in everyday life. We want your feedback. We want your suggestions. If you've got ideas or questions that you'd like to hear answered on the show, you can email us at churchunplugged at ccchapel.com. We would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.